Hi Babs, welcome to Athy's Hour, I'm your host Olivia and before we start today's episode I just want to thank everyone's feedback for last week's episode, I was absolutely nervous, I don't know if anyone could tell last week, I think I, think I mentioned it towards the end of last week's episode, how nervous I was um, doing that first episode and was really worried whether people would enjoy it whether they would listen to it and surprisingly I had quite a few feedback quite a few people listened into it and just basically said they've enjoyed it listening to it in the car home or at work or whatever and it honestly means so much I was I was absolutely terrified doing that first episode I was the amount of takes I've done trying to get it perfect in one go for like an, nearly an hour is, is ridiculous so to to have that kind of feedback means so so much so i want to thank you all for literally taking the time to listen to that podcast and indeed listen to this one so thank you so so much i really really appreciate it so today's episode i thought it'd be very interesting to talk about nostalgia or the feelings of nostalgia or memories from childhood now this came about um i thought about this long and hard because there's quite a few things that I enjoyed from my childhood that you know when I encounter them again uh, as an adult it just immediately throws me back to when I was a kid um, and there were a few games you know because I'm a Twitch streamer I like to play games I like to play um, you know nostalgic stuff and memories that kind of thing and the biggest one for me was The Sims now my first encounter with um, the Sims was literally the first Sims. I was I was about six or seven years old. I can't remember how old I was. Um, but I played The Sims when I was a kid, and my favourite pack from then was Making Magic. I remember that I was cute. You got like The Sims, um, Hot Day, Hot Vacation, Making Magic, um, famous that famous one, Superstar. I'm literally racking my brains trying to remember them on the top of my head. But those are the big ones that I could remember. My favourite was Making Magic. Making Magic was probably the best Sims pack I had ever um, I had ever played. I mean, compared to... I mean, no shade on Sims 4. I enjoy the Sims 4. But there was something about the first Sims that had a lot of charm, had a lot of character... Um, that was really, you know, it, it just had something about it. And yeah, it wasn't, you know, as expansive, I guess, or as detailed, or as much content as it had um, today, you know. Obviously, you know, it's a bit questionable how much people want in, like, content packs and stuff like that. But compared to, like, today's expansion packs and game packs and such that we get now with The Sims 4, The Sims 1 didn't have a lot, and yet... It feels like it had a lot of content. Like in terms of build, it wasn't it wasn't that as um, expansive. I think it's the right word to say. It wasn't it wasn't that. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think of the right word to say here. It was it wasn't as detailed. I think I'm gonna go with that. I hope I hope you know what I mean by that. But it it wasn't yeah it wasn't as uh, advanced I guess um, as it is now. But it was still it still had a lot of charm, you know. You still had your stories. You still had your funny moments and that. Um, obviously, in the Sims one, they didn't have aging or anything. You either played a child or an adult. They didn't grow up or anything. And if your kid failed at school, they get sent off to boot camp that you never see them again. That kind of thing. It was it was very there was something rather permanent when the. Uh, when your child gets taken off your sims or whether you know your sims cheat and their spouse and the spouse leaves them it was it was very permanent whereas like sims 2 sims 3 sims 4 there was a chance that they could come back and i remember seeing this picture actually a few weeks back on reddit and it was the moment where the sims spouse was leaving in the sims 1 and they had that little bin like i think it's bindle i can't remember it's like a stick and then they had that little um sack thing hanging off the end of it i think it's a i can't remember what it's called a bindle i could be wrong i could be absolutely wrong do tell me what it is if you know what it is but they carry that and just walk off you know never to be seen again 
and it, it was absolutely like it just threw me way back and it was actually what made me want to get back into the sims 1 again so i recently downloaded the sims 1 i was like i'm gonna play i'm gonna play this game game again i love it so so much um and it, it just absolutely threw me back i remembered like all the characters i used to create in the sims 1 um one thing as well i remembered when i actually recently played it again was how difficult the sims was in comparison to the sims 2 sims 3 sims 4 needs went down pretty quickly you know trying to maintain them or trying to get them promoted and maintain friendships and all that was very hard trying to become someone's friends was a bit bit trickier as well i don't know something about the sims like the other sims in like the sims 1 games they were i guess grumpier or a bit more aloof i i don't know there was something about them they were very hard to make friends with whereas in the sims 2 it was a bit it was considerably easier so it was just that kind of like difficulty it really threw me about i mean i found it difficult as a kid playing the sims game trying to make friends trying to get promoted to the top of my career and found it really difficult and even as an adult now playing back on the sims it was it was very hard whereas in the sims 2 and sims 3 and sims 4 you could easily advance your career no problems whatsoever so it was, it was kind of funny just you know how different it was from how i remembered it um it was really, it was really fun and then obviously i posed a question to you guys I, I was actually spoken to um one of my friends at work uh kenzie sims and she remembered the sims as well she she loved uh, the sims making magic i loved the sims making magic um, but I asked her, what, you know, what, what brings you nostalgia, I guess? What makes you nostalgic? And she said, oh, those, like, lip balms, you know, they're like this little lip balm, they have, like, flavoured lip balms, and I think she said grape was her favourite, and I, I kind of remembered what she remember, uh, mentioned, like, I can't remember the name of it, but they're, like, these little tubes, and they're, like, flavoured lip balms, and my favourite was Coca-Cola, like the cola flavoured ones and I I remember as a kid I used to literally smother my lips with as much coca-cola flavoured lip balm as I could and then lick it up immediately after my mum literally telling me no don't do that you're supposed to leave it on the whole idea of a lip balm is to leave it on so your lips don't get dry what what are you doing of course I'm like I love the flavour like give me the flavour and they'll end up licking it off which of course then subsequently dries out my lips and I ended up in this particularly vicious circle dry lips trap lips with the while also putting the lip balm on and then proceeding to lick off the lip balm the coca-cola flavour and then obviously we'd mention this to chat and few few people come up with um things that um gave them nostalgia we would we were talking about those little bubble furniture things that you can get from argos i remember i vaguely remember having like one of those blow up bubble sofa things that look like those bubble gum kind of like pink sofa things that you could order from argos um they honestly threw me right back i, I was still surprised actually i think i still sell them in argos which is amazing i'm tempted i'm tempted to get another one but i feel i won't be able to um fit on it now because uh well first of all i'm an adult not a five-year-old i remember these these were specifically designed for kids so they could have their own little house furniture in their rooms um but they had them like pink and blue i think i had all the pink ones i did have like a pink blow up bubble gum pink sofa thing oh i mean i was a pink kid i loved the color pink um i vaguely remember as well like poly pockets the really tiny little poly pockets i had one poly pocket um set and i used to play with it on my little bubble um like sofa in the living room and it was it just brings it back so much like just now like looking back um and then someone informed me poly pockets actually that can no longer fit in your pocket and i was like what do you mean i was like oh they're massive now and i i was like really and i said yeah google it so i had a look on google and i saw like the poly pockets like the 90s and then 
compared to now, and they are they are huge. They're no longer Polly pockets. I mean, you might as well call them Polly handbags or something. They're they're huge. They're no longer they're no longer tiny from how I remember it. I remember Polly pockets being a literal choking hazard when I had them. You know, she was she was very very tiny. And I, I had this little, um, I think it's like a Polly Pocket like casing, and you open it up, and it's like her house or something. It was like, it was like kind of like a cross between a house and like a catwalk or a shop or something. It had like a little balcony, like the lid. You opened it up, and the lid had like the balcony bit to her house, and then at the bottom layer was like the living room or whatever. And um, there were obviously little places where you could put your Polly Pocket, like where she could stand and all that kind of thing. I vaguely remember having that. And then I look at them now, and they're huge. Like she's huge. Like she's she's no longer this tiny, tiny like choking hazard that you get back in the back in the day. Um, she's now she's now like a, I guess like a doll size, like a proper ball doll size. Which for me is like weird. There's, like there's no way she's a Polly Pocket now. You might as well change her name to Polly Handbag or something. Like she's not a Polly Pocket anymore. What have you done? Um, which again reminds me how they've changed things now over time. I remember like my brother being like a huge fan of, I think it was like Bob the Builder or something, and. Um, Bob the Builder is now, I think, animated. I can't, I can't remember rightly, but they've, I think they've animated Bob the Builder now. Bob the Builder wasn't like, a, like a cartoon kind of. I mean, he was cartoony, but he wasn't. Like, did it kind of like differently artistically. He looks, he looks different. And I, I don't know how I feel about this. I mean, I wasn't a massive Bob the Builder fan. But I, I did watch a couple of episodes when I was a kid with my brother when there was nothing else on the TV. And I, you know, looking back, comparing to how, like, the characters look back then to now, I, I would say, I, I mean, I feel sorry for today's kids. They, they don't know. <laughs> they have no idea. Um, it was, it was just interesting, you know, how, how different, like, how things change over a period of time. I mean talking about things changing like artistically one of the big games i used to play as a kid was spyro now a couple of years back they did a spyro remaster and when they first announced that they were going to do a spyro remaster first of all i was really really excited i was absolutely buzzing could not wait but at the same time like deep down i was also nervous because i was thinking please don't butcher this please whatever you do do not ruin my boy don't don't ruin the purple dragon like whatever you do because i remember like the first three spyro games spyro one spyro two spyro three absolutely perfect i mean yeah it's you know fully polygon like you know it was a bit angular like in, in shape you know it was it was that fantastic 90s graphics where everything was full of polygons or whatever um but it still had that charm you know it still had um i guess that charm of the character um and then you got like spyro i think enter the dragonfly and something else and like the sequel after Spyro 3 where they tried to up the graphic design of Spyro and they completely butchered it. I mean, you know, he, he looked okay, but it, it wasn't anything special like in Enter the Dragonfly or whatever. And I think for me, the biggest one was obviously, you know, in terms of gameplay, there was less content in, I think, the latest Spyro, from what I can remember anyway. I didn't really play that much of like Spyro 4 all the later Spyros after Spyro, Year of the Dragon, because I was so disappointed. Like, I remember being very, very disappointed with what they've done to him and with what they've done to, like, the games. Like, there was hardly any content, that kind of thing. And I was like, I don't want to play this. Like, I completely switched off it. So then, obviously, they announced, like, a couple of years ago that they were going to do Spyro um, Remaster, the remaster of the first first three games and i was excited like yes oh my gosh that you know brilliant idea but i was like underneath i was like i hope they do him right like i hope they do him 
you know, they don't do him dirty, you know, they kept the characteristics of how he was in, like, the first three games, because in the later, like, games, the sequels after Spyro and uh, Year of the Dragon, um, they completely changed, like, how he moved, how he looked, and I was very, very disappointed, so I was very nervous when Spyro remastered. Thankfully, when they brought, when they brought out the Spyro remaster, obviously, they took their time to release, because I think they had, like, one release date, and then they pushed it back, um, I think just to do final little works and that. Um they did him they did him so well. Like they kept they kept the cat like, you know, movement and they kept like kind of like the charm. They they captured the charm of the first three games, which was what the sequels to the trilogy was missing um when they first came out. So I, I was massively massively, massively relieved. And I remember when I first put on Spyro Remaster. I got really emotional because this was like my childhood game and it wasn't just my childhood game it was my mum's game as well I remember um as a kid just sitting in my bedroom and I had this like really old like tv um and a playstation 2 and we used to play um Spyro like it was Spyro and Clash Bandicoot but Spyro was the big one in in my house and I remember my mum she spent ages trying to complete Spyro Year of the Dragon she it took her like weeks and weeks and weeks and I think that was she was missing one gem from 100% in the entire game she was just looking for one last gem to complete the game like completely completely finish it and then you know one day while she was at work or wherever my brother um like to play the PlayStation, uh, like to play a game on the PlayStation. Obviously, we shared this PlayStation too between us all. And he was playing this game. I can't remember what game it was, but he needed the save slot. And of course, back in those days, and like PlayStation Two, you had like a memory card that you stuck into the front of your PlayStation to save your games on. And the memory card that he had, like we had, um, ran out of room, which is all fair enough. So he thought, oh, I'll just save, right? Not realising that he was going to save over my mum's nearly completed Spyro game. Fast forward to like a few hours later when my mum wanted to uh, wanted to play the game. And she turned it on and saw that her save was gone. And I remember the reaction. I mean, my brother was like, I think five, four, five, I can't remember. And... Uh, my mum was absolutely gutted. Like, she was angry. She was gutted. Obviously, she couldn't take it out on him because he was only a baby. But she was like, oh, my God. I spent weeks and weeks and weeks trying to trying to complete this game. And now it's gone. Like, it's saved all over. So when I play, like, the, like the new remaster, I will forever have that memory of that particular incident in my head. I mean, I remember it fondly. Although, for my mum, I'm pretty sure she doesn't remember it as fondly. Um, although, she does laugh about it now. But that was our game. That was that was literally the big game. I have many fun memories of, you know, sitting next to my mum as she was playing Spyro. Um, you know, any of the Spyro games. And, you know, playing it myself. Trying to complete it 100%. Although, I never did. Never could. I didn't really have a lot of patience as a kid. Um... But it, that was that was literally a game, and then of course you had Crash Bandicoot, and I didn't really have many mem memories of Crash Bandicoot. I wasn't really a big Crash Bandicoot fan, although some levels I do remember how infuriating they were, how they used to drive me up the wall trying to complete it. So of course you had the Crash Bandicoot remaster, um, but for me the big one was Spyro, like Spyro was the big one. And I mentioned this to mum, like, do you remember this? She's like, oh my god, yes. And, you know, she went on about my brother, like, saving over. And then lamented, you know, what they'd done to Spyro in the sequel. So we both, we were both kind of, like, along the same page. Um, I also, you know, speaking along, like, memories in, like, games, I remember the Nintendo DS. I remember, like, I had, like, a really, you know, chunky pink Nintendo DS when it first came out. It wasn't those slimline ones like we've had now, but like these really chunky things like the screen. Um, and I had, what I think, like Nintendogs. I had Animal Crossing. Um, I remember there being a Sims 2 on Nintendo DS. I don't know if anyone remembers this. The Sims 2 on Nintendo DS 
is the creepiest Sims game. I, I feel like it's a fever dream. I feel like it's a fever dream. The Sims 2 game on the Nintendo DS, and you could correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't you in like a hotel in the middle of a desert? Like you're the hotel manager and you've got to keep the hotel running or something. And no one seems to leave. And from time to time you get these aliens that, you know, occupy a certain area and they zap you. And you have to dress up as this like superhero to beat them. I, I have many odd memories of that game i never completed it because for the most part i was creeped out by it especially the aliens that landed in the middle of nowhere you know and that, that like zap you and that. that that used to creep me out as a kid also remember like the cows in that game like you could push them over and you could get milkshake <laughs> that was that was that was a funny memory from that but i feel like that game was a fever dream like that out of all the sims 2 games like the sims games that was out that was that was just weird that just feels like a fever dream so i don't know if anyone else remembers that and if you do remember that do tell me your experiences of it because i never complete i don't even know what happens at the end i i literally shut it off about half way through i just couldn't carry on because i was so freaked out it was just, it just had this really creepy aura about it like it's done differently from like the main sims games and the computers and that it was so weird um again like nintendo ds rest in peace to all the nintendogs that have life forgotten since 2005 um i had like several nintendogs i remember you used to be able to walk them like you used to hold the leash with your um with your little pen thing i can't remember what it's called um and you walk them you could train them to do like the agility courses or the obedience and all that like, I, I love that. I, I'm actually tempted to get another DS and get the Nintendo because I actually miss all this. Like, speaking about it, I'm literally, like, grinning. Um, I can't remember, like, rightly. I was told, oh, if you don't look after your dog and, like, Nintendo because I'd better run away. But I've never had that, like, experience. I don't, I don't remember if they do. Someone did tell me that once. I don't think that's true. But <laughs> those poor dogs, I mean, I... I don't know. Does anyone still play like Nintendogs now, like on the, on the DS? Because I think I think we've pretty much forgotten about them. I wonder. I wonder how many are just sat there wondering when we're gonna come back. This is actually a really really depressing thought. Yeah. Speaking of like forgetting um, creatures that we should be looking after, Tamagotchis. There's little Tamagotchi things. Um, that was another one. I think someone mentioned. Um, you got to look after, like, your little Tamagotchi. I think those have been long forgotten. I think someone... I, th I think Bubble said they still got theirs. I could be wrong. I think Bubble Tea said she still got hers. In which case, massive admiration. I mean, I, I can't remember if I had a Tamagotchi. I do remember Tamagotchis was a thing. Furbies. I think I had a Furby. Um, like a pink little Furby my mum was all about furbies actually she had she had a lot of furbies um but like tamagotchis and nintendogs um i remember there being a oh god what was it i don't know how to describe it it's like this little robotic dog kind of thing and it moves on its own it had like laser eyes well i say laser eyes it looks like you know the eyes from like you know one of the scanners at a checkout or something i remember back in the day we used to think that was the most advanced robotic thing going you know you look back now and you think oh my god like we thought we really thought we were the future and <laughs> looking back it's, it's just really really funny um and it's, it's just so like fascinating groovy chick was another thing i think i had like a groovy chick bed set um i, I remember groovy chick being a thing i don't know if Ar i like i got all my groovy chick stuff from like argos i think it was just a bed set i had remember argos selling them i'm actually curious now whether argos still sells them i want to i want to tweet them and be like excuse me do you do you still sell groovy chick um i also remember like when i was at school um i know that i had like groovy chick like pencil cases i mean i had groovy chick everything but there was also um god i'm trying i'm trying to think now um like this i had this pencil case 
and it's like boys are from Mars, girls and like it's stereotypical shit, you know, like <laughs> that wouldn't fly today. But I remember having um that kind of like pencil case and all that kind of thing. Like I had like a whole set. Um it's just it's just like I'm looking back and it just fills me with like warmth. So I'm, I'm I am curious um what people think, you know, what what brings you know memories for you what was your toys you know what what do you look back on fondly like what reminds you of childhood because that's the thing that fascinates me is like everyone's experiences are different and everyone had different things as childhood like in their childhoods i was a barbie girl fan when i was a kid i had mass like a massive ridiculously massive collection of Barbie dolls. I also had a lot of collection of teddy bears as well. That's another story. But Barbie dolls. I was a massive Barbie girl fan. You know, I I can't remember how many I had in the end. In fact, I can't even remember what happened to them. Like it's almost like they disappeared overnight when I got to like a certain age. But I had dozens and dozens and dozens of Barbie dolls. I remember like also being that much of a fan of course i had like the barbie girl films like they had like swan lake barbie girl swan lake barbie you know nutcracker because i was a massive i used to do ballet as a kid so i i loved you know swan lake and um like the nutcracker one because obviously it had like the dancing sequences in it and i used to i used to watch that for days on like and and then of course I had all my Barbie dolls. And if I if there was a new one out, I had to get a new one. Obviously, every Christmas I had at least like two or three Barbie dolls. Um, so I was a huge fan. My brother was an Action Man fan. I didn't really bother with like Action Man. He also liked Bob the Builder, but that was that. But for me, I never found out what happened to my Barbie dolls. I'm 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 gonna ask my mum like what happened because I vaguely remember there was a cutoff point at some point. I can't remember what what it was, where it was, but all of a sudden, I no longer like Barbie disappeared. All my Barbie, I had loads, and it was almost as if overnight <laughs> they're gone. So I'm a, I'm a bit curious as to what happened to them. I do remember like my teddy bears. I used to have like a massive amount of teddy bears to the point where my dad was like, "This is too much. You've got no room, like in her bedroom for like anything else." Because my room was literally full. If it was not Barbie dolls, it was teddy bears. I still actually got about a couple of my teddy bears. Um, I'd like, I've got Eeyore still. Because um, I was also a Winnie the Pooh fan. I used to watch Winnie the Pooh as a kid. Um, I had like Eeyore. I had, um, I think Tigger. Um, unfortunately, Tigger did not last very long when we first got my dog Sid. Um, Tigger unfortunately met a very grisly end at the mouth, <laughs> I would say hands, but more mouth of Sid. Um, Sid being a puppy, because of course Sid's a Staffordshire Bull Terrier, as soon as anything's in his mouth, that's it, that's the end of it. Um, <laughs> it, was it was really, you know, really tragic ending. My mum my mom was devastated because obviously she was a huge Winnie the Pooh fan and uh, Sid completely ripped off Tigger's head humped him and you know puppies do when they're at that age and uh yeah it was it was a very sad end to Tigger and then after Tigger's demise we were like no there's no way we're letting Sid anywhere near Eeyore we have to protect Eeyore at all costs and I still got Eeyore right now he's currently sat at the very top of my wardrobe safe and sound I'll, I'm, I'll, I won't let him down until <laughs> Sig learns to um well I think Sid's too old now. I think we should be able to let let you all down. But he's still sat at the very top of my wardrobe watching me. Um I imagine a bit dusty as well because I haven't brought him down. I also had I think Kanga, like the kangaroo. I vaguely remember having her. Um I can't remember if I had Roo. I think I had Roo. But I had the kangaroo from uh Winnie the Pooh as well. Um but I, I can't remember what happened to her. I th again, I think I, I think she ended up at, at the hands, paws, mouth of Sid as well. Now looking back, actually. Oh, God. My, my dog has literally 
<laughs> murdered my teddy bear. Now come to think of it, it's, there's been a massacre at my house. Teddy bears. Now looking back, I remember having kangaroo, like can the kangaroo from uh, Winnie the Pooh. Um, I still got Eeyore as far as I know. I can still see Eeyore at the top of my wardrobe, looking very really to be up there. Um, but Kang Kanga and Tigger, I think, sadly didn't make it when we first got Sid. Um, as for the rest of my teddy bears, sadly, you know, we had to, we had to cut back. I did have far too many teddy bears. I remember them all being stuffed in one corner and literally taking up the entire floor space. And my dad was like, no, we've we got to cut back. And he rather... Rather br well, I'd say brutally, he put, he put them all in a skip and that was it. That was the last I ever saw them. I was big sad. Big sad. But you know, I guess it had to be done. I had far too many... Far too many teddies to account for. As it stands though, I do have one massive teddy bear in my room that's sat in the corner that I got a few years back um, from Asda. He's absolutely huge. I haven't even, I can't remember if I named him. Um, but he was like five pounds. He was he was like 15 quid, but he was five pounds. And I was like, oh my God, I want that teddy bear. And he was absolutely like huge. Like twice, literally the size of me. I think I'm about, 11 five foot on a good day he was twice the size of me and I, I was like i'm getting him and i bought him and i literally carried him home and my my dad obviously being my dad was kind of like embarrassed because he's very he's very straight like my dad he's very prim and proper if you will my mom my mom was just giggling i was walking up the hill and i was carrying this massive teddy bear and the uh Someone drove past and my mum my said, oh, they were absolutely laughing as they were watching me carry this massive teddy bear that was literally twice the size of me up the hill towards my house. Um, but that was only a few years ago. So I was like, I, I, I better rectify this teddy bear situation now. I'm going to get myself one massive teddy bear. And that, and that was that. Um, in terms of, like, childhood memories, I like I asked my mum, you know, what, what kind of things she had when she was a kid. She said... She didn't really, she didn't really like play video games as a kid. It wasn't until, you know, like a few years later when me and my brother were kids that she played like the PlayStation 2. Obviously you had, um, you know, like Sega and all that back, back in the day. Like she had like Sonic the Hedgehog. She also played, um, like there was like Pac-Man, you know, she, like all those like 80s games. She said I'd never really like fussed with them. I vaguely remember her mentioning like a few like 80 games that she used to play, but it, it was more like TV. Like she used to go out rather than uh, play games. But she does she does have like some memories. Um, and then obviously now, like fast forward, um, like to the generation Z, as they as they call them now, you know they they have the like their own things. Like the you know recently we had. You know the blackberry like mobile phones that have recently um announced that um they're no longer going to be supporting the phones and everyone everyone in like my generation was like really really sad because of, like oh no i never owned a blackberry phone just for the record but i do remember them being like really really popular when i was in high school and you know to see it, you know, I, I, I wasn't really fussed. Like, for me, like, when I saw the announcement that I were no longer going to be supporting, like, the BlackBerry phones, I was like, well, it's end of an era, isn't it? It's, that's the end of it now. But I, I do know, like, for some people, they were really, really devastated, you know. It was, it's like saying goodbye to your childhood phone. Like, it was, it, they were all the rage when I was in high school. Another thing, like, going back, like, to her, like, my high school days, um, I think Endubs announced that they were going to, like make a comeback like make new music now i'm not a huge fan of endos never was but there was only one song that i used to jam out to and that was number one when i that song was i think tinchy strider um and then everyone was going like mad about it like on my on my, my timeline and like my facebook like <laughs> going mad for endos i remember endos being blasted continuously like on end for weeks and weeks while i was at high school and i, I never really bothered i was a bit funny with music you know i, I do enjoy like music i listen more to the vibration but end up end up wasn't really up my street but i do remember them um being all the rage 
um, when I was in high school. So that was those are the three things that I literally got like for nostalgia. Now I know nostalgia like for everyone you know varies. It depends on you know what you had as a kid, what you used to watch. Um, I think I mentioned that earlier like Bob the Builder, you know, changing. Um, you know his appearance or design and of course I, I look at that and there's you know I wasn't really a massive Bob Builder fan but I was you know really horrified at how much I changed I'm actually scared to go on to Cartoon Network now because there was a lot of cartoons I used to watch as a kid Powerpuff Girls I bloody loved Powerpuff Girls I don't know what happened to them now I don't know if I changed the design. If anyone could tell me what happened to them, that that would be great because I'm too scared to go onto Cartoon Network to see if they're still there and if they changed everything. But I was a massive to the point that I apparently spoke with an with an American accent as a kid. My mum found that absolutely hilarious because I literally watched every single episode of Powerpuff Girls going on Cartoon Network. To the point that I was speaking with an American accent and she just absolutely found it hilarious. Um, another cartoon I used to watch, I think Ed, Ed and Eddie. I remember those jawbreakers, like they had those ridiculously massive jawbreakers. Um, and there was also one episode where, I can't remember, again, this feels like a fever dream. Feels like a fever dream for me. But there was one episode, I remember it was like, they were in an alley and it was like a box city it was like a city made out of cardboard boxes that they've made um i can't remember the gist of that episode but i i just remember that particular episode in in editing um and there was also one episode and i'm looking back now and again feels like a fever dream but i'm pretty sure it happened i think there was none obviously there was these like three like girls in Ed, Ed and Eddie that I think had a crush on them or something I don't know I'm going by my memory and I had like these foot locker thing that they locked that like Ed, Ed and Eddie's feet in and they were like touching feet that I'm looking back now like did that actually happen because that's a bit dodgy like some of the things that like appear in like cartoons when you look back at them um you think oh my god you know we were this old when when they played that you know how did that obviously when you're a kid you don't pick up on it but they were, they were like you look back and there's some adult kind of humor underlining it or you know underlining everything and you look back and you think oh my god but i'm pretty sure that there was one episode where um you know you got the, like the three girls who were like crushing on ed ed and eddie um but speaking of like you know adult humor i think there were a few things in like disney as well um whether I had like adult humour just just subtly like put in there. Like just the odd innuendo or the odd cultural reference that would fly over like a an eight, nine year old's head. But you look back at it now, like nearly thirty, and you think, Oh my god <laughs> you know, you're laughing and but you're like, How the hell did I miss that as a kid? Of course as a kid you, you didn't really understand it as an adult you do and you know you're laughing and my mum said she my mum actually had a theory she said i reckon they do that they like hide these little um these little bits of like i guess innuendo or adult jokes you know they kind of blend it in with the cartoon so it's not obvious but it's there if you know you know what what to look for you know what what they're trying to do or say or whatever and she said that she reckons they do that because she knows there's going to be like parents the world over who have to keep their kids occupied while watching these cartoons and so to appeal to like the adults who are probably unfortunate enough to be tied up to watching the cartoons with their kids had that kind of element in there just to humor them as well um so i think that was what happened but you look back at these cartoons at some of like the jokes and you think oh my god you know these are designed for kids how did how did this pass what the hell but of course as a kid you you, you don't really notice you don't i certainly don't remember noticing any like you know growing up humor or innuendos or euphemisms or whatever when, when i was a kid um 
but that was what I remembered in Ned, 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 and I was I was a bit I was a bit shocked. I was like, oh my god, you know. Um, another cartoon, Cow and Chicken. Loved Cow and Chicken. Johnny Bravo. Of course, Johnny Bravo. I don't even think Johnny Bravo get a look in today. Um, today's climate, but I loved Johnny Bravo as a kid. I mean, I loved the women that put Johnny Bravo in his place because he deserves it. First of all, he's creep. It's funny, like he's, you know, you you watch him, like you know, you don't take it seriously. Well, I certainly never took it seriously. Um, but I certainly, you know, as a kid, cheered on like the women who put him in his place. I found that funny. Um, but Johnny Bravo, I remember as well. Actually, speaking of Johnny Bravo, I remember when Cartoon Network had like these special events where um, I think it was for charity, or what you know, they had a cartoon character take over the Cartoon Channel for the day, and you can call in to request a cartoon you want to watch. And I remember. Um, when I was a kid, like my mum would hold the phone, you know, she'd oh go call in because I wanted I wanted to watch Powerpuff Girls. You know, it was huge Powerpuff Girls. Or was it that's just laboratory? I can't remember. It was one of the two. And I was like really, really wanted to see like this episode. And I called in and Johnny Bravo answered and he was like, What what do you wanna like watch? And I was like, Oh, I wanna watch, you know, Powerpuff Girls. I I've, I have a very vague memory of that. I, I remember them doing like those kind of special events where the cartoon character would take over the whole cartoon network channel and you could request like a TV show. I remember that one particular incident. My mum my mum was beaming um at the time. I remember my mum, you know, watching my reaction when I saw my phone call like on the TV requesting powerpuff girls and i was like oh my god like really excited um and then um obviously I mentioned dexter's laboratory as well i loved dexter's lab and funnily enough i see dexter's laboratory was kind of like i suppose like a replica of you, you know you stand, i mean i i suppose i saw them like kind of similar to like my family situation like you've got your younger brother the the annoying sister. I saw myself as Dee Dee, okay. I was the annoying sister. Um, you know, you had mum, you had dad. Um, but I loved Dexter's laboratory. Like I again, one episode that springs to mind was when Dexter wanted to be a man, you know, be really manly. And he had a big like he took this potion or something or went into this machine or whatever. And uh he came out and he had this massive ginger beard of course my brother now has like a massive beard now and it's ginger <laughs> it is ginger there's no, there's no hiding it there's no shame in it and you know we, we take we take a bit of the piss like now um but i remember that episode i also remember there was also like when dexter appears like nude where he's like you know when they depict him as nude they do like that leaf thing like kind of like you know like garden reading or whatever like Bad mini bad they draw like the leaf to cover you know where his thing would be i remember i remember seeing like a few episodes of that um that was funny like just like remembering that um interestingly you know talking about dex like that's just about tree mum i mean i had a crush I, I had a crush on dexter's mum as a kid you know she was she was beautiful let's just say that she was beautiful but she was that stereotypical cartoon cartoons seem to have a thing about drawing mums they always they always have you know thick thighs a big booty if you will they always had a particular look again i think whether that's to appeal to a certain guy i don't know but it certainly appealed to mine i loved i loved dexter's mum so much i also loved how she took no shit as well even from dexter um but Dexter's Lab was, again, it was Powerpuff Girls, Ed, Ed and Eddie, Cow and Chicken, Dexter's Laboratory. And I'm sure there were, like, plenty of other cartoons um, that I used to watch as a kid. As I got older, I think from 12 to 13, um, I was SpongeBob SquarePants. I mean, I still love SpongeBob SquarePants now. My great uncle... Um, was a massive SpongeBob SquarePants fan. Like, he absolutely loves SpongeBob SquarePants and he used to sing the theme tune for me. He also, for some reason, used to call me Alice. I don't know why. My name isn't Alice, it's Olivia, but he used to call me Alice. That was 
that was his thing. But my mum told me he used to call her Alice when she was a kid. So, but he was very, very sweet. So he loved him. Uh, but he was a huge SpongeBob SquarePants fan. I love SpongeBob SquarePants. The funny thing was, I used to hate Squidward and love SpongeBob. As a 27-year-old, how old's reversed now? I love squidward i relate to squidward on like a spiritual level i get where squidward's coming from and you know as much as i i do love spongebob he, he does do my head in sometimes it's but it's really great because spongebob squarepants you know it's that really really silly humor that really childish kind of humor that i i suppose i still tap into as, as like an adult um i loved patrick star as well um and I love Sandy. Sandy, you know, I remember one episode where I think SpongeBob and Patrick, I don't know, they pissed her off somehow. And she went fully nuclear on them, like really, really angry. And Patrick and SpongeBob are running away, panicking, you know, and there's smoke going off in the background and things exploding. And then all of a sudden, Patrick gets lassoed and pulled backward. And SpongeBob starts really panicking, you know. I remember, I remember those episodes. That episode. I also remember that one episode where they got stuck in, like, where SpongeBob got stuck in this like town in this bus depot, and it's like at the very bottom of a steep cliff, and you can't just climb up the cliff because it's literally it's vertical. Apparently, only buses can climb it. Um, and every time SpongeBob like turned around or you know looked away from the bus stop the bus would appear and when you look back they could disappear you know um that kind of silly humor that episode actually gave me nightmares because I, that was the kind of things i used to have nightmares over even now as an adult but spongebob was certainly certainly my uh my jam and it still is like i suppose it taps into that in a, in a child um for me so i was i was a huge spongebob fan and then as I got older, as a teenager, I, I went, like, I was a massive fan of, like, Disney Channel. Um, I never really fussed with Disney as a kid. Like, I loved Lion King, and I loved Cinderella, and Sleeping Beauty, like, all the cartoons. I never really fussed with the Disney Channel, though, on TV. I wasn't, I never really watched it. But then, when I got to about, like, 14, um, Wizards of Waverly Place, huge fan. I love Selena Gomez, still do. Um, Hannah Montana, um, Zack and Cody, Sweet Life, like, I loved all that, um, I was a massive Wizards of Waverly Place uh, fan though, like, I, I, I loved Selena Gomez so much, still do, um, but those were the things that I watched as a teenager, so it was really interesting like, to see how like, growing up, my tastes have changed, you know, and like, I look back back on it now and there's something as recent for me as like Wizards of Waverly Place to Dexter's Laboratory to you know Spyro and it just gives me that like that warm feeling like I miss that sensation of experiencing something like that for the first time like I miss like those days when I you know, didn't really have to worry about anything as an adult. I mean, as an adult now, you've got all these different layers of, like, stress and work and all that kind of thing. And back then, you didn't. You know, all you had to worry about was the next episode, you know, when that when that's going to be. Um, of course, to, I remember seeing this meme, actually, a few nights ago, speaking of which... Um, there was this meme that says, oh, today's generation, not kids, don't understand the panic you had when, you know, there was a film on the TV show and you had to go to the toilet during the break or get a drink during the break and they shout, oh, it's on again, and you had to fly back racing to watch it. Of course, nowadays, you can pause the live show, you can pause the film while you go and do what you need to do or pause your Netflix or whatever. We didn't have that as a kid. You know, when I when I was growing up, you know, computer-wise, we only had one computer um, in the dining room, and it was a Packard Bell, and it was one of those really old, like, old computers, and, you know, I don't think, obviously, Netflix wasn't on there, um, you know, your films, and that, you could rent films in, um, oh, 
blockbusters there we go the names i literally was trying to think of the name blockbusters you know you could rent films in blockbusters or you know just get lucky when you're flipping the channels that there'll be a film on um but of course you couldn't just pause it then you had to you had to wait till the bike's on to go and do what you need to do and of course with the internet as well you know today's generation will never understand the frustration when someone wants to call someone and you know you had that dial up or something on the internet uh it's it's just like all these things now back then would be frustrating if they happened today and i i think i mentioned this last week like kids like look back at our stuff and like mock you know they're like oh my god wouldn't be seen dead with that wouldn't you know that's embarrassing oh my god and I'm, I remember thinking that when I was their age in regards to my mum and dad, and it's like, oh my gosh, how you know, we've gone full circle now. And I think that'll carry on. I think that's how it is now. That's how it is. I'm, I'm officially old. We're, we're old. That's it. We're doomed. <laughs> but it is. It, it's just, you know, the things that you used to enjoy now, they don't feel that far away. I don't feel that long ago and yet you know you put on the show you used to like or the game play the game you used to play and it isn't until you contrast like the graphics of back then to now and you think oh my god you know we've come a long way this is this is interesting <laughs> you know and I, I just love that feeling of like nostalgia like don't get me wrong it, it can be a bit sad but it's also you know it can be happy as well um just recalling those, like those days as, as a child and I mean as I say rest in peace to all the Nintendogs that are still still waiting for us I might I might actually just get a Nintendo DS and get a Nintendo I can see how see how they're doing so yeah that was literally um today's episode so do let me know obviously the conversation will continue long after this episode is finished so if you do have anything in regards to your childhood do tweet me you know hashtag athlete or something i don't know um what what brings you nostalgia what do you remember from like your childhood because i'm fascinated i wonder if anyone shared like my experiences if anyone remembers the cartoons i used to watch or play the games i used to play or play or any indeed any other games that i might not have remembered as i was yammering on here um if there's anything that you enjoyed as a kid do tell me about it i'm absolutely fascinated and so i'm gonna end it here next week we're gonna be talking about conspiracy theories so if any do let me know your favorite conspiracy theories speaking of conspiracy theories and tying it in with this episode i am pretty sure that crusty crab is doing a dodgy business can we talk about the Krabby Patty? Hmm. What do you think of that? Do you think do you think Krusty Krab has a bit of dark side to him in regards to the Krabby Patty? What, what do you think's going on there? I think there's a bit of conspiracy theory there. So next week's going to be conspiracy theories. So on top of that, if you have any conspiracy theories we want to touch on or want to do, whether it's whether it's cultural like pop culture or you know irl do do let me know um it should be a pretty fun episode to do so thank you everyone for listening um is is honestly been really really great and i shall hopefully see you again next week Bye bye